Welcome to a new episode of the Coaching Hive podcast with Dr. Mora. I am so excited that you are back with me this week for our really interesting conversation with Coach Imrana. Imrana has been a coach for several years, and I love the way she combines her physical training with her health coaching background and how it all comes together. I love the unique outlook she has. And you can hear her even talk me through some of the challenges that I experience in my own mindset surrounding exercise. So I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed having this conversation with Imrana. I'll go ahead and jump right into the conversation. It was a great one. So I just want to thank you so much for sitting down with me today. It's a pleasure. I know we have worked together in the past, but it's been a while since we've had a chance to reconnect. And I'm excited to hear just a little bit more about what you're doing with health coaching. So would you share just kind of where your journey's taken you recently? Recently, um, so I have decided that uh, besides doing the private coaching, so I do fitness coaching as well as the health coaching, and usually most of my clients, they, they, they want both. And ultimately in real life, you kind of need both, right, to, kind of, to be successful. Um, and so, uh, but I find that I also just want to make sure I'm in touch with the community, so I, I work at a local gym. And then I also kind of just, you know, kind of do like little group sessions as ad hoc as people, you know, want them if I meet them in a social setting or something and they're like, Oh, okay, you do this. All right. Let's, you know, can we kind of get together and and do like a short, you know, exercise, uh, you know, group class or something like that. So when you kind of mentioned people coming up to you in social settings and developing those ad hoc groups, what are they wanting right now? It's really that social aspect because they've been missing it. So the one-on-one coaching, well, many people are still doing it, but uh, there are uh, there's a whole different group of individuals who are really seeking that, that group uh, feeling, right? So a lot of people are interested in the group classes. So it's that group of individuals who also, they want to get back into like having group events and, and they're missing that. That's such a double double opportunity there because you get the group kind of aspect of it. You get that social need fulfilled, mm-hmm. but you also get to deal with your health and well-being at the same time. So that's perfect, especially as things start to open up a little bit more and we start to move back toward, I guess, a new normal, <laughs> whatever that kind of is, depending on where you are. But having that opportunity to connect and also at the same time, take care of yourself. What a neat, neat chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, even though the, when you do physical fitness, it's supposed to be a mood lifter, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just not enough anymore. Just doing that by yourself. So there's that psychological aspect, right? Psychological and social aspect. So those needs also need to be met in order to kind of boost that mood even more. Yeah. That, that makes me think of the wellness wheel with all of the different components of wellness That's and really <laughs> Yes. Really oh, it's oh, they're social, they're psychological. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's not just about you're right, it's not just about getting out and walking or biking or swimming or running, whatever it is. 
It's about all of the other stuff that makes us healthy. It's not just the movement. Yeah. Having those conversations with individuals, however short they are in those, those type of, you know, settings. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so yeah, you were saying it's it's really nice to have that opportunity, even for those small conversations, even when they're short, they can still be kind of more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking about the fact that you have clients coming and they're saying, okay, I need this group aspect. I need to really incorporate the social side of things again. I need to get healthy. I need to be well. What are some of the things, in addition to typical normal physical fitness, are you finding that they're doing or that maybe you're talking about in those groups for just taking care of yourself in terms of self-care? So doing something just for you. Yeah, so everybody's different. Everybody's life is structured differently. Um, Everyone's at a different phase in life. As we were talking, your kids are younger, mine are much older. And um, but uh, in the end, I mean, I I personally tell clients that you kind of have to catch yourself earlier, prior to you go go going, right? And kind of catch, be a little bit more preemptive, um, and say to yourself, ask yourself. So how important is this, right? Like, is, is something really dire and awful going to happen if I continue to rush for this, whatever this event or thing is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ultimately, I mean, my, in my own head, <laughs> what I use for myself, I'm like, is somebody going to die? Is somebody really going to die? Like, <laughs> I right. don't do this thing right now, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. so, those, so I kind of put that out there to clients. Um, and really, it, it comes down to you, you just need to ask yourself soon enough so that then you're not in that frenzy of trying to get something done. I love that concept. One of the things I was talking with a colleague not too long ago And we were talking about how we used to be go, 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 right? And then COVID hit, everything shut down. And we had that opportunity to step back and say, oh, I don't actually need to go to Costco every weekend. Not not that I'm speaking from experience or anything, but, um, you know, really evaluating what do we really need to do and what is just something that we were doing kind of mindlessly. And I wonder, you know, you brought up being preemptive and I bet now is a great time to really tackle that strategy of being preemptive because before we get back into the full go, go, go swing of things, now you can actually say, wait a minute, I've gone a year and a half without this. Do I actually need it Mm -hmm. or do I need to go do this? And maybe the answer is no. Exactly. Maybe the answer is no, and it's okay. So, so, so now the next thing I, I tell people um, or recommend to them um, is really that after asking yourself that question, it's hard for people to say no to other people and, and sometimes even to, to themselves, you know? And, and so, it's, well, then the next step is you have to give yourself permission. You're allowed to say no. Right now, does the word no have to come out of your mouth? You can say no in so many different ways, right? And, yeah. and it can be something as simple as say, 
Hmm. Let me think about that. Can I get back to you? I really have to look over a few things, you know, my mm -hmm. schedule and everything. Can I get back to you? And then when you get back to somebody, you can you can politely say, well, I had XYZ commitment, right? And you don't necessarily maybe even have to say what the commitment is. The more minimalistic you are, the less you're going to get caught up in talking yourself uh, or making yourself feel guilty and then talking yourself back into doing what you were trying to say in the first place. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so easy. We start, we have that guilt, right? So we have to release the guilt first and say, no, not everything has to be done. And I don't have to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there, there's a lot of, I've talked myself into things after I've started to say no. And then I try and explain, and then I realize, oh man, maybe I just say yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes when you start trying to explain, in your head you're just thinking oh my god this is so lame or to this person maybe they're just thinking this is so sad and pathetic like and then a guilt right like oh i'm i'm saying no to them over this thing you know, <laughs> but, I know. but the thing is you know if you did some sort of ranking of what's important right and what's urgent right then but again it's not focused towards What's important and urgent for someone else? Is it important and urgent for you? Because then that requires your immediate attention like right now versus it's important, but it's not urgent. So that's a completely different bucket. And that's where we talk about the whole long-term planning, right? So then, yes, it's important. It is, an, it is an important thing, but it's not dire that I get it done now. So that means I need to get better at planning for that so that I'm not stuck in this phase of figuring out, oh my God, I got to get it done now. But wait a minute. No, I don't. Because see, you've already made that assessment that that type of situation is in this bucket over here where you need to do it, but not right now. Yeah. So, so if you've already kind of figured out, parsed things out in your head, kind of figured it out, then your decision-making is like so quick. Ooh. So are you a planner? I am a planner. I am uh, type A to the wazoo. So. <laughs> what, what do you kind of do? I mean, I know what works for me, but I'm curious to know what works for you in, in terms of you just talked about getting clear on the, I have to do these because they are just kind of life and death. They have to be done mm -hmm. versus the other stuff that's important, but not so urgent. So how do you go about doing that? Do you have a system? Oh, that's a good question. Is there really a system? I think it's um, it's not a it's a, not a hardline system, right? Everything is fluid, so you still have to keep in mind that even though you put things into certain boxes, right, that those things can always shift, and they can. It just depends on what's happening in your life at the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you do have to constantly review, re-review, reassess. So really that's what it is. Um, so what I like to do, because I'm still old school, even though we have all this technology, and I could go and make task lists and Google that get forgotten. I can make little check boxes in my phone on my notepad that will be forgotten. But if I have a piece of paper <laughs> that's floating around that I can visibly see, that seems to work the best. Like I'm the most efficient when I write yeah. it down. 
I'm old school too. I have a, I have a pl- paper planner. I do the same thing where I carry around a sticky note that uh-huh. it I means pile of sticky notes. Yeah. <laughs> and so many, sometimes I, I don't want to throw them away. I'm like, but something was on there. Did I really finish that? You know, <laughs> so then I move like sticky notes around on my, on my wall over here. Um, so one, you have to be fluid, right? Life is fluid. Yeah. So even these, these tasks or goals or, you know, mini, uh, so I kind of break it down to like, what's your major goal? What's your mini goal? What's your micro goal? Right. What maybe there's a nano goal. underneath? <laughs> Some days. <laughs> right and, and so as long as you're not going to get so upset at yourself because you didn't finish you know the goal well then maybe it was too big but you need to break it down even more to the next step right so what whatever it may be um so if i give like a fitness example right people are like i need to lose 40 pounds right and, and that's what I did about, you know, four or five years ago, I gained so much weight over a span of years working in corporate. And then um, I, I lost the 40 pounds, but it took me about a year and a half to two years to do it. Right. And now it's just, you know, uh, I'm in a flow where I understand the nutrition. I don't really have to weigh things as much anymore because I, I can eyeball things. I know what a portion size looks like. I know what 100 grams looks like of broccoli or 100 grams of spinach, 100 grams of chicken. I don't really need to weigh these things anymore. But right. Um, so uh, so as long as you're fluid with with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's you're not going to get depressed as much, right? You're going to say, oh, okay, I just I just I can only do, uh, this is part one of this task. Really, it's not the whole thing, but at least I moved, you know, from, I took a walk today. So back to my, sorry, my fitness example. I went off track here. Um, the fitness example is, oh, I, want, I need to lose 40 pounds. But wait a minute. So I, I can't do that overnight. I didn't get no. it overnight, right? So then that's the major goal. And then your, your, um, your, um, goal after that would be it's like if you break it down you're like okay well then I need to do some cardio and then I need to maybe fix my nutrition you know so that's your micro goal and then what's your mini goal it's like well okay um, maybe I need to do my fitness I need to break it down to cardio and strength training and then even further you can say nano <laughs> well wait a minute so maybe i can do my cardio on on monday and wednesday and my strength training on tuesday and thursday mm-hmm. okay? and you can just keep breaking it down because yeah. what kind of cardio are you going to do how many minutes are you going to do right and let's say you finally decide you're going to do 30 minutes of cardio on monday and wednesday Right. And you're like, it doesn't matter what I do, whether it's elliptical, bike, the rope pull, the rope, it doesn't matter. Just I'm going to do it. You get there and then you're like, this is the first time you've been back at the gym and you're like, holy smoke, I, I can't do this thing for more than five minutes. I'm like huffing and puffing and sweating and I, that's it. And then, but just say, you know what? I did five minutes. So that means that 30 minutes was too much. So, so you just say, okay, I did five minutes. The next time I'm going to do seven. 
and, and you just kind of keep just adding on till maybe at the end of the month, maybe you can do 10 minutes, you can do 15 minutes, you can do 20 minutes or 30 minutes without feeling so much stress and pressure and sweating so much. <laughs> 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 You'll be able to manage the whole thing a lot better. <laughs> well, and it's less so, overwhelming. It's less mm-hmm. overwhelming when you say, you know what? Yeah, maybe my goal was 30 minutes, but today, today it was five. And I'm mm-hmm. so proud of the fact that I did five minutes and I showed up mm-hmm. exactly. and allowing for that fluidity. I love that concept of fluidity with your goals and with your planning. It's easy to forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing I uh, kind of, uh, Think about when you know you're saying, okay, I'm going to do this, right? And um, okay, I'm not going to beat myself up if I can't do the 30. I'm going to do whatever I can, right? And let's say that ended up to be the five minutes, right? Then persistence. Then you have to still be persistent after that, right? You you do have to get yourself back in there and say, I'm aiming for five because that's what I finished last time. But if I can do a little bit more, I'm going to take a deep breath and reassess in the middle of doing this cardio. Can I make it to seven? You know what? I feel good at seven. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll just I'll see if I can make it another minute, another minute. And the next thing you know, maybe you did 10 minutes that day, right? The second time that you went back. So you just have to be persistent. And then you're reassessing in the, in the middle of while you're, you know, while you're doing it. Um, and, and then yeah, you, you accomplish something. You should pat yourself on the back. There's nothing wrong with taking small steps. Nothing small steps are how you get there. Mm-hmm. That's how you get there. And I, and by doing that, one thing that sticks out for me is you are releasing any kind of guilt you might be assigning to yourself for not hitting that 30 minute target. You're saying, well, I made it to five and I kept going when I felt good. Instead mm-hmm. of just stopping, I persisted and I did mm-hmm. a little bit more. And then I did a little bit more and that, you know, think about that snowball effect of not just the time you're working out, but the self-efficacy and the self-esteem that pulls out of that experience simply because you've given yourself the chance to take it on your terms versus Mm -hmm. some societal or even some self-imposed goal that may not be right for you just yet. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the other thing that comes to mind now that we're talking is the internal dialogue. So I talked about reassessing, right? So technically that is that internal dialogue that you're having as you're, and maybe you don't even realize it, right? So again, that goes back to catching yourself having that internal dialogue, right? Or knowing that you're already having some sort of negative internal dialogue where you're trying to talk yourself out of doing something, which is good for you, right? So you're talking yourself out of getting in the car to go to the gym because you are on the couch and you don't want to get up to get changed, right? So you, <laughs> so, so then you're like, well, I'm just going to stay on the couch. Or you didn't even get in the car, let alone the gym, right? So getting the clothes on was, the, was holding you back. <laughs> and so, so why, why didn't you have your clothes on? So you, know, you have to catch yourself sooner next time, right? That, 
you know, let's say that that was that was a loss. You just gave in to that count. That, that was a loss because you didn't catch yourself soon enough. So next time, now you know that's you're going to be your hang-up, and you need to catch yourself with the clothes and so that the clothes are not the issue and the reason anymore why you're not getting in the car. <laughs> yep. I learned that early on. I made a post a couple of years ago, I think at this point, I said, I have my sneakers on. The reason I have my sneakers on is because if I don't put them on, I won't go walk. But if I put them on at the beginning of the day, then it's not an issue of getting changed into my walking clothes. I already mm -hmm. have them on. And if yeah. I look at my feet and I see my sneakers and I haven't walked, I think, ah, oh, come on, <laughs> just go walk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so right there, right? So you're having that internal dialogue where you're like, you're trying, you're like, come on, just go walk, right? Okay, so this is the other thing I caught myself doing, which was, and, and maybe I think a lot of people do this, which is the dialogue you're having with yourself internally is very, you're talking to yourself in a mean, negative way, motivates yourself to go do something good for yourself, right? You're like, oh, come on, what's your problem? Oh, what's the hang up here? You already got nice. give me a break, right? You're talking to yourself like that, right? Versus saying, wow, you know, I did good. I actually got my shoes on for this reason. Okay, you know, I really need to go and go for this walk. You can do it. I can do it. Let's go. Let's go. Don't think about it anymore. Stop talking to yourself, Mariah. Just go. Just go. Right. And, and, and then I would, I would at points, I would tell myself, I'm like, don't think about it. Just do, just don't think about it. Just do. That's it. Stop talking to yourself. Just do it. That's it. Our words so, are powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They can talk us, certainly talk us out of something pretty quickly. Yeah. So there were quite a few clients that I, I spoke to about that. I said your internal dialogue, like if it's negative, you need to flip it around and start talking to yourself a lot more nicely. Because in the end, no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah. Right? No one can make you walk, but also no one else is going to come up to you and say, Oh, Moira, you really you got your shoes on. Don't you think you should go for that walk? No one's <laughs> going to come up and like do that, right? They don't even know you're having to struggle with yourself, right? <laughs> Do that you should do that for yourself right like, Mary you did such a good job honey. you got your shoes on let's go come on yep we're doing this for ourselves right you're you're talking to yourself in that third person I know I know oh my goodness you're right though and I can't tell you how many times I've heard it I can't tell you how many times I've said it to myself and it's just shifting that internal dialogue and catching it when it starts mm -hmm. But also recognizing that takes time too. Yes, that takes time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. To reframe that and to even just notice it as it's happening. Because for many of us, when we get to adulthood, it's so ingrained. Mm -hmm. We get so busy that we don't stop and realize what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so going back to what you were asking, like how do you, you know, being type A, how do you get organized? You know, so we were talking about writing things down, right? Mm -hmm. So when when it comes to this, it's like you have to go back to the beginning, right? Which is okay. So now I'm talking to myself nicely. I'm catching myself sooner, right? And so I can I succeeded in doing this this task, and now I know that I can do this this way. 
And so in terms of the buckets and the list that you make, right, you, you can maybe even break your list down and say, this is a thing, maybe it's not hardcore written down, like, oh, this is the thing I've done before, right? But, but you know that if you have a piece of paper, you break it up into sections or columns and you're like, well, this is the one that I've done before and it's gonna be easy for me to get this done, right? Uh, this is going to be a little bit more of a challenge. And in this column, oh, that's all brand new to me. And so I may need to go back to figuring out what's a major goal, micro, mini, nano, right? And then you know, like, whoa, okay, this I can do without even thinking, right? Because it's a habit now. This thing, I'm sort of in the middle of still working that out. And this is all brand new. And this is going to take a lot more effort. Right. So you can break your list down that way for even like your daily daily chores or daily tasks that you want mm-hmm. to do. Because um, again, everything in your life, that's your life, that's your lifestyle. Yeah. And everything needs to have some sort of hierarchy. Um, mm-hmm. And and I know everybody likes to be number one and at the top, but not everything can be at the top. Because if no. there are things at the top, you're never going to get anything done. And you're going to basically burn yourself from both ends. And, and that's, that's what you're, you know, that's a lot of people, you're still stuck in that mode of burning yourself from both ends. Especially, unfortunately, even though I think COVID gave some time and space to you because you didn't have to do maybe the work commute anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you didn't have the, to do the work commute, the default was like, oh, well, I'll log into work earlier. And then you would never even get off on time and you would still be on when you should technically have been commuting or home by then. Right? Yes. Or actually working longer hours mm-hmm. in, in many situations, a lot of conversations that I heard. Um, yeah. Just having those good boundaries and having a set space set aside for your work and knowing when that time is to be in that workspace and then walking away, just like you would going home from the office at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. My husband and I both work from home. So we have very intentional spaces that are workspaces that we walk away from. Mm-hmm. And Don't do anything else in that workspace. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's our workspace and that's what it's for. And then we walk away because otherwise you're right. It kind of bleeds into every part of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I hope that answers your question about the list. <laughs> it did. I love it. I think that's so helpful to think about kind of self-care from catching it in a couple of different ways to think about that internal dialogue, to think about assessing where, what buckets things go in, knowing that they might hop buckets from time to time Mm -hmm. and breaking it down, keeping Mm -hmm. it as simple as you can, knowing that you've got to take it step by step in order to make those big leaps forward. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't do it all overnight. Right. Yeah. It takes time to build a habit. And I don't know where I had read this, some article probably years ago, it, and it depends on the habit, but anywhere from three weeks to three months to build a habit. And, and I so read research recently that it's even longer than three months. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends what it is. Yes. And that was kind of part of it was if it's a really difficult habit. So if it's something that's not a part of your life at all right now, and it doesn't necessarily slide into something you're already doing, mm-hmm. 
then it does, it takes even longer for it to become a true habit where it's just part of your lifestyle and it doesn't take as much brain power to say, I'm going to do this right now because this is what my goal is and this is where it fits. It just fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to think about that, that it's not an overnight thing by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And um, so I'll use one example was uh, with my kids. It, it, and I look back on, I just think it's so funny. Um, you know, I would try to introduce different fruits or food at meal times, right? And the first response, you'll never guess. What was the first response, Moira? No, no, <laughs> ew, gross. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I'm type A, but I'm also, uh, I'm the disciplinarian parent. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it was always like, well, I took the time and effort I washed it, I cut it, I chopped it up, cooked it or whatever it was. Yep. You're going to take at least three bites. Oh, you only took one because they'll be like, I'm done. I'm like, no, no, no. You only took one. Like, I spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of effort on this. Three bites. (laughs) Like three bites. And and if it was something new, um, like I'll use avocado as an example. Maybe I started with avocado into the house. The, the response was like, ew, gross. And now, I mean, this is years ago, right? But it did take only about, um, that one took about three months. I have to say that one did take three months. Some of the other vegetables or fruits, they only took like three weeks, you know? Because yep. then basically I would have them every day or every other day, you know, for that length of time and be like, okay, you have to have the one or the three slices or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Same thing with avocado. Now they there. I make a sandwich and they're like, oh, it doesn't have avocado on it. Where's the avocado? They want the avocado. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so funny? That you never, you were like, ew, gross, blah, blah, blah. And now you guys can't get enough of it, you know? <laughs> it's amazing how that happens and how their, how perspective shifts over time. Because it went from the ew, gross to the, you didn't put it on my sandwich. Yeah. It's the end of the world. You need to, where's the avocado? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the example I can give you about exercise um, is that I have clients who went from, you know, not knowing what to do or just kind of doing a few things and then falling off the wagon, right? And coming back on and playing this little game, right? To now they, they can't, live without doing their cardio they 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 can't imagine like you know a few days going by without them trying to move and whether it be a cardio strength training or foam rolling stretching um it's like they have to do something because otherwise they start feeling their body reverting back and even though visibly it may not seem like that to other people or even me as their trainer, but they can feel it, right? So the training that I do with my clients, especially around the physical fitness aspect, it's, it's not, I tell people, so the training you do with me is meant to help you understand and read your body, right? So if and when I'm telling you, yes, you're going to do a squat, but see, you're going to do it in this particular position, this form, you're going to get set up this way, 
You know, you're, you're going to be standing up tall. You're going to bend your knees slightly. Then you're going to tighten your core, your belly, and your lower back and butt. Then you're going to go into the squat. It's a whole different feeling and effect than if you were just going up and down. And yeah, and, that's a very different thing. Yeah, I need you to be aware of which muscles are turning on. And if you weren't feeling your lower back and your belly and your butt turning on, maybe, you know, you weren't getting the most out of it. People are like, oh, I was doing it wrong all these years. I'm like, no, no, no. It's, no. it's, it's not about what was wrong. I mean, that is the way people sit. They get in the chair and they, you know, uh, they sit and then they get up. <laughs> but doing those squats and being very aware of what's happening, I think that also really speaks to self-care in the sense that we have to be more in tune with our bodies and what we're thinking, how we're feeling and what's happening. Because when we do that, it feels like that's when self-care becomes so much more effective. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So in the fitness realm, I use the term, you're highly aware, right? Your neuromuscular connection, your mind to body connection. Right. And they, they mentioned this, right. There's, mind body yoga there's my everything's mind and body right because you you have to be able to to assess and know you know where you're feeling what otherwise you could end up hurting yourself or you're not getting the most out of that exercise so that's the physical fitness aspect but going back to uh being preemptive and, and catching yourself early, right? So that's the whole mind, right? If you're not even able to catch your mind, forget about the mind-body connection. Right? You, got, you have to catch your thoughts. Everybody's thoughts are racing, you know, and so you have to catch your thoughts. So you have to slow down and be able to make assessment, right? And then, it, yes, you'll get to the point where you've done this ABC thing so many times, you already have your assessments, your patterns set up in the sense that you're like, well, there's option one, then there's option two, there's option three, four, five, six. What works right now? Because I've gone through all of them and I use each option at a different point um, or hectic, you know, busy level of my life. It depends how busy I am and I, I, and I will change which option I use to satisfy the completion of whatever that task was. Right. Yeah. So you go through it so many times that you, it's just rote now. You're just like, oh, yeah, it's option five. I mean, you're not obviously saying it's option five, but you just automatically start that process and you're content. You're happy because you're like, this is fine. It's absolutely fine that I chose that option. Right. Versus, again, go back to the fluidity. If you're still like, no, I have to do this and I have to do it this way, then, then then what's going to be the outcome if you can't do it? You're not able to, it's, you're not getting anything done. You're not getting right. any aspect of it. And then you're going to feel bad. And that's not what we want. We never want to feel bad. Right, right. I don't know if it's a human nature to want to feel guilty about something. All the time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so when, when you're kind of thinking about being preemptive, do you have any tips for kind of noticing that? How do you notice for someone who hasn't really spent a lot of time paying attention to their thoughts or that internal dialogue? Do you have any tips for starting that process, making it a little bit easier? So in the end, it's, there is no shortcut, right? 
right? So you need to, you do need to give yourself time to reflect, right? So there, um, the mind is always rehashing the past, right? So you did something and then it's always rehashing, 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 because it's trying to create a new, as if, as if you did something differently, but so you can't change the past. Right. So, so that's naturally happening anyway. Um, and so if you notice that that's happening, then you should be taking notes, right? Mental notes like, okay, so I did this and then, but I all, then you'll start noticing what was going on, what was going on, like the environment, the situation, maybe your schedule was just off and you were just, you know, trying to too much into your calendar. So what led up to that thing not going the way you wanted it to go, okay. right? Mm -hmm. so, so you do need to have that downtime, that time to reflect. Yeah. And then, and, and then that's where you will start to identify, oh, okay, I could have done option one, two, three, and you know what, okay, so I can't think of more than three other alternatives that I could have done. So let's just stick with those in my head. And next time this type of situation happens, I've now thought it through what my responses are going to be to myself, what decision making I'm going to make, right? Mm -hmm. I just really appreciate you kind of sharing all of those thoughts. I, I love that concept. I think we started to our conversation saying, you know, you need to step back and see what's most important right now and maybe put some of the other things off. And I love how we're kind of ending by saying you need that time for reflection, which means kind of inherently you've got to put some things off to be able to sit down mm -hmm. and reflect so that you can keep moving forward. And I love how it's just all kind of connected. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a journey. So this is the, the thing I say all the time to my clients that I know people come in and then you have the goal in mind, right? And mm -hmm. everyone has a box next to each of the goals, the, the major, the micro, mini, nano, and however much you want to break it down. And it's like, oh, I got to check that box off. I got to draw that line through that thing, through that task. Um, but it's, it's a journey. So healthy lifestyle, fitness, exercise, right? Stretching, whatever it is that you're doing, um, your nutrition, it's its a journey. There's no end, right? To say, so when people say, oh, so what diet are you on? I'm like, I'm not on a diet. No. I don't believe in diets. I don't do them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I just know what to eat, when to eat it, because I've taken the time to reflect, right? And, and Yep. make that nutrition journal right? use all that whatever the apps are that your people can use yeah food which you do need to do initially because otherwise you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to learn what your patterns are i agree uh, that has been a huge thing for me being able to track it just to learn my patterns even though yes mm -hmm. i prepare all of my food well that doesn't mean i'm aware in the moment of the portion size or if i'm eating when mm -hmm. i'm not hungry or how it makes me feel to have a certain food, what I feel like mm -hmm. afterward. You know, mm -hmm. we don't get that just automatically. We have to be intentional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with me. You had some really interesting points. I hadn't necessarily kind of lined up in that way before. And so I just appreciate all of your insights and being willing to share that with me. So I'm wondering how can we connect with you after the podcast, social media, what, what do you have? How can we get in touch with you? So I um, have a website, which is www.icosm.com. And you can send a comment there through the contact. Um, the best way usually nowadays, believe it or not, even though I'm I'm not a tech person, but um, I do have a business Facebook page, iCosm Coaching. Okay. And then my handle for Instagram is the same. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So I will link all of those in the show notes so that anyone can just click instead of having to go type that out. I'll make it super easy. And I just want to thank you, Amrana, for sitting down with me today, taking time out of your day and chatting self-care and just kind of hearing your insights about how to make change easier. I think in some ways that may not have been where we started, but I think we got a lot of that in there. And it was lovely to hear your concept of breaking goals down and kind of that fluidity that needs to happen and really just being very intentional with what we're doing, realizing there's that internal dialogue that we sometimes skip over, but is important. (laughs) And that reflection piece allows us to access that just a little bit easier. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you sitting down with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'll leave um, your guests with with three uh, mini phrases. Okay. So be persistent. Be forgiving and be well. That's beautiful. I don't think I can add anything to that. That's perfect. (laughs) So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Same here. I appreciate you as well. It's fantastic. I'm so glad I met you in that uh, advanced class that I took quite a few years ago at this point. Absolutely. Staying in time. Yeah. What did you think of that conversation? Did you take home something new to think about? Now, let me let you in on a little secret. During this interview, Imrana lost power. Everything turned off and we were so thankful that this conversation was happening on her phone so that we could just keep going even though the power went out, there were lighting issues. It was one of those moments where you think, wow, anything that can happen did. And what I love most about that is that we still get to have these authentic conversations, even in the middle of lighting issues, power going out, you still get to sit down and have a conversation with someone. What I'd like to encourage you to do this week is think about who you can sit down and have a conversation with. Who can you share your coaching journey with? Who can you share your vision for your coaching journey with? And if you're not sure of the answer of who you could share that with, share it with me. Reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Send me a DM. I would love to set up a time to chat. We can take 15 or 20 minutes for a clarity call and start thinking about what your next steps might be in your coaching career. If this sounds interesting, if you are thinking to yourself, ah, this is the exact thing I've been waiting for. I just need someone to talk to about my coaching career and what those next right steps are. 
then take me up on my offer. Send me a DM. Let me know what you need, where you're at in your coaching career, and we will set up a time to talk. Sometimes just talking to someone can release that perfect next right step. Are you ready? I can't wait to hear from you. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Coaching Hive podcast. Thank you so much, my friends.